I understand that there's more and I know that you are the same way because you are here and you're listening to this podcast. So you know that there's more to life than just doing these mundane, basic things. And so why not go out and be as healthy as you can be? Why not, you know, pursue your wildest dreams and experience the adventure of a lifetime? Why not surround yourself with people who are doing the things that you aspire to do? And if they're not all the way there, then at least they have dreams that are there and they're working towards it. You know what I mean? Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to, to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. All right. So motivation is one of those things that we talk a lot about, but no one really knows how to find motivation or how to stir it up within themselves. And so this week, I am sharing 10 things that keep me motivated in hopes of inspiring you to find out what keeps you motivated. And feel free to steal some things from my list because I know that these are pretty good. (laughs) You ready? All right, here's number one. So the first thing that keeps me motivated is God. So I am a woman of faith. I'm a woman of it's God or nothing. (laughs) So for me, knowing that God is watching me inspires the gajibis out of me. Like I could be afraid of all kinds of stuff happening, but knowing that God is with me and he's watching me and he's prepared me and he's gone before me, I'm like, all right, I got this. I, I have confidence in myself. I know that I can do a lot of things, but knowing that God is in the mix just makes it all the better. So that is like my primary motivation. That's the foundation of all the motivation that I feel and that I create and that I get from what I do because What's better? What's more inspiring than knowing that God is watching? You know what I mean? Like imagine, and if you don't believe in God, okay, just, just picture it with me. Imagine knowing that there is someone out there, someone who made you, and this person loves you 
like more than your mom because you know your mom would do anything for you, right? So they love you more than your mom. They would do anything to help you to be healthy and to be who you are, to thrive in who you are. All they want for you to be is who you are. And they've made a way for you to safely and successfully do that. Wouldn't you want to be with that person all the time? I mean, come on. Like, who wouldn't, right? So that's how I feel about God. He's that guy. He's like, yo, I made you to thrive being you. And that's all that I want to help you to do is to be more of you. And so I really, really am inspired by the fact that, yo, he's watching and he loves me and he's already gone before me and prepared the way. So what do I have to be afraid of? You know, if anything, the places that I'm going, they need to be afraid of me. They need to know, yo, look out because T's coming. You know what I mean? I don't need to be like, yo, I'm not ready. I'm not enough. I don't know what I'm doing. Yada, yada, yada. All the excuses that come up. No, I know that, yo, I have been sent here by God. I have been commissioned by God. I have been like, that's the whole mission. I'm like, yo, it blows my mind just to even talk about it. I'm like getting excited because this, this, I am a gift to the world. And so are you, you are a gift to the world. And when you authentically step into who you are, when you begin to actually live your true purpose, not wearing the mask that we wear and pretending to be this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. No, when you actually step into being who you are, you reach another level. Like there are no words for that type of expression. There's, there's no words. There's, there's no counterfeit that could ever fill that void of you in the world. So that's my number one motivation. My second motivation is my kids, obviously, right? Oh, <laughs> I can already hear you. But the reason why my kids motivate me is because they help me to make decisions for the long term that I wouldn't make if I didn't have them. So for example, investing and building wealth, that's not something that I am interested in doing just for me. Like I could care less about having a like financial wealth and all that kind of stuff because money's here today gone tomorrow and when i say that i mean like when you die you can't take this with you right i want to store up my treasure where it'll be eternal money is not coming with me where i'm going so what's the point but i understand that being financially wise being a good steward of your financial resources creates it it establishes something in me it's teaching me to be a better person and not just a better person. When I, when I think of being a better person, I think of it, I'm developing my discipline. I'm developing my, I'm clearing my mind. I'm controlling my thoughts. I'm controlling my behaviors. I'm controlling myself. So instead of allowing money to dictate to me, Hey, today you're going to go buy McDonald's tomorrow. You're going to go buy tacos and you're going to go spend $500 on groceries. I can tell myself, Nope, this is where my money is going. This is what I'm doing with it. And this is why I'm doing it. So I'm in full control of what it is that I'm creating in my life. And the only thing that motivates me to do that primarily is my kids. Knowing that they're going to be here after I'm gone, I got to make sure that they're good to go. I got to make sure that they're set up better than I was. My mom passed away when I was 15 and I grew up without a father. So when she passed away, I absolutely got an inheritance. Please believe I got an, an inheritance. <laughs> yes, sir. I got an inheritance. <laughs> 
But you know what? I want to make sure that I leave money for my grand, my grandkids, my great grandkids, and my great 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 grandkids. That's the kind of blessing I want to be for my family. And in order to do that, I got to have a lot of money. And not only for my family, but I want to make sure that my orphans are taken care of. My one of my biggest dreams is to establish orphanages around the world, starting in Africa. And in order to do that, I got to have a lot of money. I got to take care of these kids. Even when I'm gone, I got to make sure that they have what they need to keep living. So though that's my big motivation. When I say my kids, I'm not just talking about my three kids that I have, Leah, Maya, and Michael, who we call pops, but also my orphans. Those are my babies. They have my heart. And I believe it's my responsibility because remember, we got to be the change we want to see in the world. So it's my responsibility to pour into them and to make sure that they're taken care of. Another thing that motivates me, motivation number three is myself. So I understand that I am worth it. I am worth it. I remember tuning into an Instagram live and it was by Jason Lawson, I think his name is. And he's a guy who talks about men being in tune with their emotions and creating a culture of, of black men who know who they are and who affirm other black men, right? Who are strong in their identity and who are excelling in their position in life. And so I was tuning into one of his lives and he had a guest on and the guest was promoting one of his books. And I ended up getting the book. It's called a letter to society or something like that. A letter to my, the sons of society. I can leave that book in the, in the notes if you want to go check it out. I haven't started reading it yet, but it's, it's really good. It's all about like reconnecting. I'm not going to make it up. I did not read the explanation at the back of the book that tells you the summary of it. So I don't remember everything. Don't shoot me. I'm not going to make it up for you. But if you want to hear about the book, you can go check it out. I'm sure it's on Amazon. I'm pretty sure that that's where I got it. I, I ordered it from Audible. So if you want to check it out, go ahead. It's one of those like deep books that cause you to reflect and realign yourself with what matters because we're so distracted. We get so much like noise thrown at us all throughout the day, like on TV, on Instagram, on YouTube, like anywhere we turn, there are distractions. And so this book helps you to come back to what matters. All right. And that's why I purchased it. It was alive and they were talking about this. And the guest on the live was saying that when he was in jail and when he was doing all of his stuff, he didn't know that he was worth fighting for. He didn't know that he was worth pursuing his goals. Like he, he was the, he, he didn't realize that, okay, I matter. And that's why I should pursue my goals. He was only doing it because just like I just said, oh, I have kids. I got to do better for my kids. I got to do right by my kids. I got to push myself for my kids so that they can have an example and they can aspire to do all these other things because, hey, they saw their mom do it or they saw their dad do it. But what he was saying was not only can I be an example for my kids, but I am worth it. I am qualified. I not just I deserve this, but. I can get good things. I can get good. I can experience good in life just because it's good, not for any other reason. You know what I mean? And when I think about the bigger picture, if God could go on a cross and die for me, then why would I disqualify myself from good things that I can experience in life? 
You know what I mean? I don't just get to push myself to be awesome because I have kids or because God is watching, but I get to do it because I am worthy of that. I am worthy of fulfilling my purpose. I am worthy of having quality relationships. I am worthy of being healthy and being loved. I am worthy of achieving the things that I choose to achieve. I am worthy of things that matter to me. You know, I don't need anyone to come and validate or to confirm or to approve of my decision to pursue things that matter to me because I know that I'm worthy of it. You know what I mean? The fourth motivator for me is maintaining my health and well-being. So I've been intentionally including a lot more rest. I've been intentionally including eating healthier meals. If you follow me on Instagram, that you know, you know I've been posting a lot of salads and healthy things that I've been eating. And I'm just, I share it just to show you that eating clean and good doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have to taste bad, right? I don't force myself to eat nasty stuff that make me want to vomit. You know what I mean? I still enjoy eating well. My husband is a big foodie. So he's always like eating Thai food and all kind of delicious stuff. And I'm like, bro, I'm eating some too. <laughs> right? You're, you're not just going to get to sit up in the corner and enjoy your Thai food and think that I'm not going to dip in because <laughs> I am, right? I enjoy eating well, but I also prioritize and understand that my body deserves healthy food. It deserves clean food. It deserves things that's going to help it to thrive. It, it deserves, like, we don't understand our mind needs like omega-3 and blueberries and dark chocolate and all these things that help it to thrive. But instead we give it like oily French fries and, and overcooked burgers and things that are not helping us, but that taste good and are addictive. And it causes us to bloat our bodies and to end up in situations that we don't want to be in, but we end up there because we're not saying no to unhealthy things. And so instead of complaining and saying, all right, you know, it is what it is. Here I am. I am being proactive about making sure that I stay healthy. And this also includes meditation and like doing the inner work to make sure that I stay aligned because it's so easy to just get busy doing a bunch of stuff, but not actually being productive and getting the results that you want. And that's something that was happening to me last year. I was busy, busy, busy going, 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 speaking at this event, that event, this podcast, that podcast, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. And my mind was cloudy. I was forgetting things like basic things, like people's names. I always carried a to-do list in my head. Like there was always so much going on in my mind. And although I could turn it off because I've trained my, I've, I've been practicing training my mind and controlling my thoughts, it was still a lot going on. And in order to minimize that as much as I can, I've been practicing meditation and it's helped me to be even more in control of my thoughts and to be more aware of what's going on in my mind. Instead of just allowing thoughts to run through and just convince me and control me and tell me what I'm doing, I've been able to think about what I'm thinking, be aware of what I'm thinking, and then decide, hey, is this what I want to think? Or do I want to think about something else? right? And what am I going to do with these unhealthy thoughts instead of just ignoring them and pushing them to the side and saying, okay, yeah, I know that wasn't healthy, but okay, let's move on. I have work to do, or I want to go chill. So I'm not going to think about that right now. No, let's deal with this unhealthy thought. All right, T, that seems a little bit lustful. How are you going to clean that up? All right, T, 
that seems a little bit greedy. How are you going to clean that up? All right, T, that seems a little bit deceptive. How are you going to clean that up? Like, let's keep it real. We have these thoughts running through our mind all the time, but because we never address them, they just begin to run on autopilot and it becomes a part of how we think. But what if you could actually slow down your mind a little bit, get into your thoughts, into your mind, and actually begin to decide, okay, yep, I want that thought. No, I don't want that thought. Yep, that's healthy. Nope, that's not healthy, right? What if we got more intentional about the way that we were thinking? And that's what meditation has done for me. And like I mentioned in previous episodes, the way that I meditate and the way that I practice affirmations and all these things that help me to do the inner work is by aligning myself with the truth. So what is the truth? What is the truth? Where do you find truth? For me, I go to the good book. I turn to the Bible because we know that this book is God's word. So it doesn't get more realer than that. It doesn't get more truthful than that. And there's been a lot of signs to prove that a lot of what the Bible has shared and talked about and, and prophesied and all that stuff has actually happened in real life. So do we need any more confirmation than that? You know what I mean? Like there's been, there's been essays and videos and things that confirm the validity of this book. Right. So it's not just somebody's opinion or somebody's version of what truth is, but it's actually truth. And so I choose to meditate on that and to get my affirmations from there so that I can be built on truth and I can live in freedom because we know that what the truth sets you free and your girl is all about living in freedom. All right. Hey. Don't you think that it's time that you finally started taking some action towards your goals? I mean, like seriously, you've read all the books, you've attended all of the free workshops and webinars and summits and all the things. You've talked to as many free coaches as you could to get as much information as you could squeeze out of them. So don't you think that now is the time to actually start applying that information so that you can start seeing some results in your life? If you're nodding your head, yes, and you're saying, girl, you're speaking my language, then you got to join me in your next 90 days. So this is a free mini course. Yes, I said free. It's a free mini course designed to walk you through how to break down your annual goal so that you can start seeing results within the next three months. All right. So if you want access to this mini course, all you got to do is go to TeresaForever.com slash 90 days. Again, that's TeresaForever.com slash 90 days, and I will meet you there. And your girl is all about living in freedom. All right. So motivation number five is building wealth. Wealth for me is a tool. and the way that I want to use this tool is to leave the world better than I found it. So I'm going to leave my kids with what they, with more than what they need to be effective in their purpose and their calling. And also I want to leave my orphans. These are my, my babies. I want to leave them with what they need to thrive and to become all that God made them to be. Because it's so easy to talk about the change that needs to be done in the world or the work that needs to be done in the world. But how many of us are actually out here doing it? How many of us are actually putting our money where our mouth is and saying, okay, I'm actually going to invest in the thing 
that I know needs attention, right? Whether it's pollution in the world or global warming or the wars and stuff that are happening in the world, like there are so many things that we can talk about and and improve and all of that. But if we don't invest in it, if we don't step up and do something about it, not just talk about it, not just post about it, but actually do something about it, then how will it get done? So I've decided that building wealth is, is bigger than just having a legacy of money and helping my family. But I also want to make sure that the people who need it get it as well, because we are just stewards of the money that we have. We are not the owners of it, right? We get to manage it, but we're not controlling, like we're, we're not the source of it and we can't take it with us where we go. So might as well build it and give it right. Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else now so that later you can live and give like no one else. And that's a goal for me. That is something that motivates me because one, I know it's possible. And two, I know that I can do it. So let's go. Right. (laughs) All right. Motivation number six is ownership. Ownership in everything. So ownership in taking personal responsibility for the things that are my responsibility and ownership in things. So I want to own homes. I want to own my business, which is why I run a business. I want to own my life, my time, everything. Whatever I can own, I want to own. And so that's a huge motivation for me because I don't want to be controlled. I don't want people telling me what I can and can't do. I don't want people like telling me when I can take vacation and when I got to work and how long I can work. And, you know, I want to live a free life and ownership allows me for me to do that. And so when I say ownership, when it comes to personal responsibility, I mean, if it's my responsibility to make sure that this assignment gets submitted and this project gets done and this email gets sent and this person, I deliver on my promise. When you, when you sign up for my courses, you get what you paid for. That's my responsibility. I'm taking full ownership there, right? If it's below what you signed up for, I give you a full refund, no questions asked, right? Because it's my, I want to make sure that you get what you came for. So when it comes to ownership, I see it as being all inclusive. This is, I'm taking full ownership for myself, my decisions, my actions, all of that. And I'm also taking full ownership over the things that I can control my business, my family, my home, anything that I can own, I shall own. And that is a huge motivation for me because ownership is, it's like a mountain that I'm climbing that helps me to grow, to develop myself and to develop my, my discipline and my ability to focus and to get things done. And if you are someone who's interested in owning things, you might want to read the book, extreme ownership. I forget the, the, the author's name, but it's a really good book. He's a Marine and he talks about his experience in uh, leadership and lessons he's learned from being in the, in the Navy. He also runs a business now, so he has really great business insight as well. All right. The seventh motivation is personal growth. You guys know, I talk about it all the time, especially on the gram. I love to grow. I love to work on myself. I love to push myself. I love to explore new things. I love to hear that I'm like, I like to challenge my way of thinking. I like to see outside of my normal. And so in, because I know that in order to grow, that's what's required. 
right? I can't chill around the same people year after year after year who are doing the same thing year after year after year and expect to grow year after year after year, right? I'm going to stay exactly where they are because if they haven't grown, I, I won't grow, right? So, and we know this because there's been science that proves we become, we are the sum of our five closest friends. And if that's the case, I want to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with people who are constantly growing, like personally. They don't have to be doing a bunch of crazy things on the outside, right? They don't have to be climbing 10,000 mountains, you know, trying to achieve this and that, 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 that. No, they just got to be people who grow, people who are expanding their thinking, people who are pushing themselves and getting things done and like moving mountains, not climbing every mountain, but moving mountains. And I recently saw this post on Instagram that showed five friends who saved $50 a week over two years and ended up pitching all together and buying a house. Those are the kind of people that I want in my inner circle. Those are the kind of people that I want to be around because one, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're not growing, right? If you're the smartest person in your group, you, how are you growing? You're just pouring out. You're giving, giving, giving. But how are you growing? Where do you go to grow? Right? And two, when you're around people who are doing things like that, it forces you to, to talk about ideas. Right? A lot of people sit around and talk about people. Oh, this person's doing that. Hey, did you see this thing on Instagram? Hey, oh, they posted this and they said that on gossip you know, TV and this happened and that happened and all this. You know, if that's how you want to live, do you, boo? But that's not me. That's, that's, I've never been that way, right? I understand that there's more and I know that you are the same way because you're here and you're listening to this podcast. So you know that there's more to life than just doing these mundane, basic things. And so why not go out and be as healthy as you can be? Why not, you know, pursue your wildest dreams and experience the adventure of a lifetime? Why not surround yourself with people who are doing the things that you aspire to do? And if they're not all the way there, then at least they have dreams that are there and they're working towards it. You know what I mean? Because for me, that's what life is about. Iron sharpening iron. And the only way to be sharpened by iron is to be in places where iron is. So personal growth is a huge motivation for me. Motivation number seven is purpose. Woo! Purpose. I love purpose. Purpose is everything to me. I should have put this like further up on the list, but this is a huge motivator because I know, hey, I'm designed to do something and I don't want to die before I do that thing. I know that I won't die, but it motivates me because I, I understand that this is the whole reason why I'm here. And I know a lot of people think of purpose as this one thing that I got to achieve. And I, I, there's only one thing, one special thing that I'm meant to do. No, your purpose is, it could look different in, in different seasons, right? My purpose right now in this season includes creating podcast episodes. But in 20 years from now, will I still be creating podcasts? Who knows, right? My purpose right now in this season includes running a business. But will I be running a business in the next 50 years? Who knows? Will I be running the same business in the next 50 years? Who knows? Right? Your purpose evolves. It changes with you. And there's still that central theme. There's still that central thread in what you're doing. It's all connected. 
So don't limit yourself to just one big grand idea or one big grand purpose or mission. No, there is more to you than this one big finale, right? There's more for you to do. There's more for you to experience. There's more for you to achieve than just that one big thing. So explore it, enjoy it, like do your work and, and understand what it is for you because there's so much more to you than you're giving yourself credit for if you're limiting yourself to just one special purpose. All right. The ninth thing that motivates me after this, we have one more. The ninth thing that motivates me is deep, meaningful relationships. So y'all know that one of my big things this year, I think I mentioned it already in this episode is to be healthy and it's to maintain healthy relationships. It includes maintaining healthy relationships. And so having deep, meaningful relationships means that I'm not going to waste my time engaging in surface level relationships that are fruitless. And I know that in doing that, in letting go of unfruitful and unhealthy relationships, it will hurt, right? Not just for the person, but for me, because just because the relationship is unfruitful and it's, it's unhealthy doesn't mean that the love and the connection and all that stuff isn't real. But at the same time, what am I going to risk? Should I let go of what's valuable to me in order to appease and to have other people feel good about me maintaining an unhealthy relationship? For me, it's not worth it. And so in order to make space for the things that matter to me, I got to let go of the things that are not working for me anymore, the things that are unhealthy. And that includes relationships. And so something that has been a challenge for me so far this year is healing from relationships that I thought would have lasted a lot longer. And the reason for letting go of those unhealthy relationships is because they were unhealthy. And I, last year, I spent a lot of time putting in effort and trying to make things work and settling into relationships that I knew were not healthy, but I thought it could work and I thought we could grow together. And I thought, you know, you, you have these big plans, but ultimately I've, I've accepted the fact that one, we all are where we are. And so no one can force me to change and I'm not going to even try to force anyone else to change. And two, everything happens for a reason. I truly know that there are no coincidences. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing happens by chance. There's no luck. There's no magic or things that happen out of line. Everything happens on purpose. And because I know that, Everyone that is in my life is here on purpose. Everyone that is out of my life is out on purpose. And my inner circle is full of people that I know love me as me, right? They help me to grow. They challenge me and they know my heart and they, they, they push me to live in purpose, not just in words, right? Because anyone, a stranger on the street can say, hey, yeah, good job. Go live your purpose. Woo. Yeah. Anyone can say that. But is your heart really for me? You know what I mean? 
Is your heart really to see me win or are you in competition with me? Right? Are you comparing yourself to me or are you trying to fight up against me and like this is some big challenge? Like you know the word frenemies? I never knew what that meant until last year. I've never been in a situation where I had a friend of me, someone that I actually genuinely love and like let into my heart and had them, had it become this whole unhealthy thing. And I was like, yo, what is this? What is this? And I was trying to make it work. I was trying to like, you know, put, put some cherries on top with some icing and make it all look good, but it was not working. And I had to accept that and let it go. So this year, something that's motivating me is having deep, meaningful relationships that are built in truth, built in alignment, built in love, respect, and purpose. I don't just want people around me just for the sake of having people around me. I don't want to just entertain a whole bunch of people. I want, like, it's okay to have acquaintances. It's okay to have associates and colleagues and all this, but we got to put people in there. We got to give them the right titles because what we often do is we put labels on people that don't belong to them, right? We call our church friends. We call our people that we go to church with our friends. We call people that we work with our friends. We call people that we are in ministry with our friends. Our team members are our friends, but all these people are not your friends. What is a friend? What is, how do you define a friend? Create a list with how you define a friend and then line these people up to your list. Do they match the characteristics of what you define a friend to be? And if not, they ain't your friend. They are not your friend, like for real. And we got to be clear about that. We got to accept that and we get to move on in a healthy way. Not just, okay, bye. I'm deleting you. Like, get out my life. Like, you know, no, we don't, we don't need that. That's not who we are. So we're not going to change who we are, stop being loving and all that, just because these people don't, don't match our description of what a friend is. And at the same time, we're not going to lower the standard and settle just because we want them in our life. No, that's unhealthy. So what can we do? Just give them the proper label, put the right title on it. All right. This is who you are. You are my team member. You are someone that I go to church with. You are someone that I work with. You are someone that I go to school with. You are my student. What do you call them? People that you go to school with? Classmate. You're my classmate. <laughs> Instead of you're my friend. Yeah, I know we spend a lot of time together, but does that qualify you to be my good friend? Does that mean that you get to be my inner circle just because we spend a lot of time together? No, right? And that's how we got to be careful to, to guard our heart and to make sure that we're we're making wise decisions. Because like I said earlier, we are the sum of our five closest friends. So if everybody in your gang is, is gossiping, guess what? Soon you will be too. Even if you don't like gossip and you've never been that girl and all that stuff, you will begin to gossip because everyone you're around gossips. If you're around people who are stealing, lying and, and hiding and cheating and doing all kinds of stuff, guess what? Soon you'll be doing it too, even if it's not what you want to do, because that's what you're around all the time. And you can have the best intentions, you know, the greatest character, all that stuff, but bad company corrupts good morals. It's a, it's a principle. It, it happens. And we see it happen all the time. 
All right. So the last and final thing, the 10th thing that keeps me motivated is wisdom. So knowing that even though I have a lot of information, I haven't applied it all. This helps me to stay motivated to know that, okay, it's time to take action because there's no point in collecting a bunch of great proverbs and nuggets of wisdom. If that's all I'm going to do, it's time to actually apply it. And this is something that we see happen all the time, right? We go somewhere, we get a lot of information. We go to a summit, we go to retreat, we go to church, we go wherever we gather all this information and it's awesome. And we know, Whoa, I can't wait to, to apply this. And then a day goes by three days go by four weeks go by and we still haven't applied the information. Why? Is it because we're lazy? Is it because we don't know where to start? Is it because we don't know what to do? No, it's usually because of overwhelm. But if we just start with one thing, then how much faster do you think we could get the other things done? Right? And so wisdom motivates me because it helps me to know that, yo, although you have the information, because you haven't yet applied it, you don't actually understand it. And so I... I work to apply principles that I'm learning, principles that I've heard before, principles that I know will help me. And I apply it to whatever it is that I'm working on to show myself that, hey, I understand this now. And then once I understand it, I'm now able to come back and share it with you because I've done it myself. I've learned it. I, I've I've eaten the, the nugget of wisdom. It's not just head knowledge anymore, but it's actually a part of me. And so, you know how, how they say the student becomes a teacher and the teacher is actually a student and the teacher is not better than the student, right? You know that you really know something when you become the teacher, when you go teach somebody else, that's this process. That's what I feel like this is. So for me, I'm motivated by wisdom because it helps me to know that I actually get it. It's not just a theory. It's not just an idea. It's not just something that we talk about, but it's something that I've actually done. It's something that I actually practice. It's something that I actually live by, you know? And it's a huge value to me because how can I come and share something with you if I haven't done it myself? For me, that's being out of integrity. And so I hope that you found this episode inspiring. I hope that you found it helpful and you know where to find me. You can hit me up on the gram. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were. And also, Please, please, please leave a star rating in Spotify. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode so that I can continue to make things that are helpful to you and that you actually enjoy listening to. All right. I love you and I mean it. And I hope that you have an awesome week. And we will chat soon. Take care.